Hello, grace and peace. Uh, we're taking Anarchy to Church here in the Anarchist Bible Study, and this is uh, Josh, a.k.a. IOANCAP, um, and that's Jeff and I'm Park. Jeff, a.k.a. Jeff Park. A.k.a. Jeff Park. And uh, this is, uh, we're, we're not doing, a, this is not a full episode, it's not even a full bonus episode, we're just wanted to hop on really quickly before the day is done and uh, lend our voices in support of... Uh, the, the pastors across America and Canada who are preaching on biblical sexuality today um, in response to uh, Bill C4 uh, in Canada. And uh, of course, since we are a half Canadian podcast, uh, it seemed especially appropriate that we do so. And so uh, Jeff, Jeff, tell us a little bit about this bill and yeah. Yeah, so um, this this you're you're right. It passed as C four, um, which is to say the fourth government bill, fourth fourth priority of the, of this government in this session. It failed to pass as C eight and C six in previous um, uh, previous sessions uh, of this because we have unfortunately elected this same government three times. Um, and each time they have um, picked a, a relatively low, even integer um, to give this bill. Um, but this time, because of um, rank cowardice on all sides, uh, it, 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 it had some opposition and the Senate uh, has killed it in previous versions because it never really... Uh, it never has really been honestly debated. Um, it has it has never uh, received the plain and obvious amendments that would prevent um, the arrest of pastors for giving the same pastoral advice that pastors have given for two thousand years. Um, it did not receive even obvious amendments that would. Uh, prevent teachers at Christian schools or parents from potentially facing criminal code violations. And this is, this has been added to the criminal law um, for, for all of Canada. And it's especially concerning because the, uh, the preamble actually says, whereas conversion therapy causes harm to society because among other things, it is based on and propagates myths and stereotypes about sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression, including the myth that heterosexuality, cisgender gender identity, and gender expression that conforms to the sex assigned to a person at birth are to be preferred over other sexual orientations, gender identities, and gender expressions. So we have a bill that doesn't define what they mean by conversion therapy, very well here. If if we're if we were talking about um, using force, <laughs> if we were talking about um, if we were talking about uh, abusive uh, electroshock therapy or um, or or any any sort of um, abusive therapies, not only would we oppose that, obviously, from a libertarian perspective, where we would oppose the use of force. Um, we would oppose it from a Christian perspective because the word of God is sufficient yep. to counsel, <laughs> because 
because the the word of God equips the man of God for every good thing and orienting someone towards biblical sexuality is a good thing. Therefore, the word of God equips him for that. Therefore, we don't need these other secular and we can call them secular and Mm -hmm. godless techniques. But what the real fear is that they don't define this very well. And the preamble, um, which intentionally intentionally and and the preamble which canadians should know to fear the preamble because the preamble to our charter of rights and freedoms is uh the nose in the camel's tent that allows all the exceptions to all our rights and freedoms and uh if if many canadians who weren't familiar with that although there there should have been a no excuse for it uh before the last 15 days um, have become very familiar in the last 15 days to stop the spread um, oh. where uh, uh, how important the preambles <laughs> to uh, laws in Canada can be. Um, and so, uh, so because, because this preamble basically seems to define um, conversion therapy as anything, any sort of, any sort of, therapy which would include um we're uh, we are if they didn't mean for it to include pastoral counseling if they didn't mean for it to include preaching if they didn't mean for it to include any number of other um perfectly natural interactions then they would have accepted any of the hundreds of amendments that have been offered for this law <laughs> that could have fixed any of those things for them. The fact, the fact that no amendments have ever been accepted um, on this law, that all they've done is run it back with a new number um, each time, each time they've they've tried to pass it, uh, it raises significant concerns that the intent of this law is to criminalize Christian gospel engagement with sexuality. So, okay, that sets the stage on it from a legal perspective, I think at least um, enough. And uh, I'll let you in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 so vague as to be clearly intentional. That's that's my observation. It's so vague as to be intentional that they are really just saying you cannot say anything uh, against the agenda. Like this, you cannot speak. It's a, it's like officially you cannot say anything against the agenda and be okay with it. Like, um, you know, I'm reading from Samuel says, uh, uh, article from his, his website, slow to write.com. Um, he's phenomenal by the way. Um, and the whole article is great, but he, he says, you can't have him. We need him. (laughs) Yeah. He's great. Well, I mean, he might want to flee to us, but then you might do. Uh, but, uh, C, he's, he quotes C4, conversion therapy means a practice, treatment, or service designed to A, change a person's sexual orientation to heterosexual, B, change a person's gender identities to cisgender, C, change a person's gender expression so that it conforms to the sex assigned at a person's birth, D, repress or reduce non-heterosexual attraction or sexual behavior, E, represent, repress a person's non-cisgender gender identity, or repress or reduce a person's gender expression that does not conform to the sex assigned 
uh, to the person at birth. Now, it's the or that I think is particularly interesting. Like, they really just, it, it is all, like, to any practice, treatment, or service designed to change or repress or reduce. Like, um... Well, and, does he quote, I, I, I didn't know if we wanted to get this in depth, but does he quote the, the little paragraph right after that? Um, he might, but I don't, I, I don't see it here, but because the little paragraph right after that says for greater certainty, this definition does not include. Okay. So this is where, this is where you would put your does not include conversations between a parent and child does not include conversations between an educator and a student does not include conversations between a pastor and a parishioner or, or a spiritual leader and a whatever. Okay. That would, that would be where you would put this. For greater certainty, this definition does not include a practice, treatment, or service that relates to the exploration or development of an integrated personal identity, such as a practice, treatment, or service that relates to a person's gender transition, and that is not based on an assumption that a particular sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression is to be preferred over another. End of paragraph. So the one thing they were really interested in making sure you understood this was not was that it it could not criminalize therapy trying to encourage a gender transition. So that means that we need to stop doing Okay, so they need to stop doing conversion therapy and start doing transition therapy, but we're transitioning back to what you were. That's what do you call it? Oh my goodness, it's it's a uh... okay. We well, could go. No, we could go all day only, about this. It's only <laughs> it's only if that is ba not based on an assumption that a particular sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression is to be preferred over another. Yeah. So it's it's the it's the normative. It's the it's the normative expectation that makes it criminal, really. Yeah, yeah. I... Okay, uh, we could go on about this, but but we're trying to keep this short so that I can get it on before midnight starts. Uh, midnight comes, and it's no longer today. But um, I, I want to quibble... I want to, first of all, that preamble... Um... I, I want to say something about the preamble, one. And two, I want to say something about uh, the libertarians, uh, <laughs> the libertarian, pro-libertine, pro-do-whatever-you-want type of person. I want to, I want to point something out to them. Um, and then I think uh, I'll, I'll let Jeff take us home, and then we'll, we'll call it a day. But first on that preamble, it says... Um, Conversion therapy causes harm to society because, among other things, so let's throw that among other things out. Okay, so there, that's that's really where they can say it's more than just this, but they're they're going to hang their argument on this. It is based on and propagates myths and stereotypes about sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression. Okay. To, to use the Monty Python joke, this the among other things is sir not appearing in this film. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> sir not appearing in this law. There are other things, but anyway. Yeah. But but this is the thing, including the myth that heterosexuality, cisgender, gender identity, and gender expression that conforms to the sex assigned to a person at birth are to be preferred over other sexual orientations, gender identities, and gender expressions. 
Um, first of all, that's a statement lacking a justification. Um, it's it's that's not a, for one thing. Like, well, I mean, it's hard. You, you, it's hard to look for an argument in a law. Um, but that's why there should have been an argument. Um, but second of all, I think it's very interesting to hear in that that I can hear echoes of many um, <laughs> evangelical um, of our evangelical betters who have said things like, oh, I don't know, homosexuality doesn't send us to hell because heterosexuality doesn't send us to heaven. Like, like, <laughs> those who have been fleeing the culture war among Christians. Can we now admit that you've been played? Are, are we now ready to admit that you've been played? Like all of this time you've been complaining about Christian nationalism, that you're, you're not, that you're, you, you're not looking to make a Christian nation out of America, whatever you've been played. The goal was not a pluralistic society. The goal was a anti-theistic society. That has been the goal all along. We have been played. We have given them the words that they are using to usher us into the boxcar. Like, we, we have been cowards. And we have uh, been, been seeking to... to over and over again, we have uh, minimized the Christian witness in order to be liked by the elites, hoping that we can get a fair saying. And what did we get? Did we get a fair saying? No, we got made illegal. And so now you've got evangelical elites, in, and I'm sure that you've, you've got your share of evangelical elites who still wanted to claim they... They believed biblical sexuality and yet were saying things like this. And I think it's so interesting to hear the words that they've been said, been saying, used as justification uh, for their to, to make illegal their ability to say even the bare minimum that they were saying. This is why. We cannot run from the culture war. This is why this is not the time for making peace. This is the time for war. We, we are sitting in the foxhole getting shot at and thinking, you know what? Let's just, let's just hang tight. No need to start throwing barbs. We're being shot at. The war is on and we are losing because we're refusing to take the battle. And those of us who do take the battle, they're shaking, you're shaking our, your finger at us saying that we're, you know, the tone police saying you're, you're being mean. You're not being, you're, you're just being contentious. No, you're not seeing where it's going. Like we're, we deserve this. Absolutely. For, for being cowards. We deserve this for minimizing. Because here's the deal. Mm, here's the deal. Now, Brother Jeff, I know, would correct me and say we shouldn't use this word because uh, it's their word, heterosexuality. Um, and yet, I'm going to say, if we're going to accept, let's accept the term for a second. Now, is heterosexuality normative from a biblical perspective? Yes. Yes. 
That is what the intention. God created man, male and female, and he did not intend for Adam to be ambivalent about the attractiveness of Eve. He did not intend him to be ambivalent. He created sexual... We are not Gnostics. He created sexual attraction. Sexual attraction is a good thing. It is a good thing that can be misused, but it is an intentional thing. And anytime it is skewed, that is to our... That it's a perversion. And so, yes, a man being attractive to attracted to a female and a female being attracted to a man is God's intent. And don't even get me started on, on, on the gender issue. Like God, when God said God created man, male and female, he's using that. That's not even like a man. And that's, that's not even the normal way of saying male and female. He's using essentially masculine and feminine. He made masculine and feminine. He created them. And we, we, we have, we've been so Gnostic on this point. We have allowed the androgyny to, to, and the, um, and, and the worldly confusion on sexuality to infiltrate our churches for so long. And we have been cowards about fighting back because we've thrown little asterisks on everything as if we could get by on a technicality. The tr we have been cowards and it is time we fight. First of all, America, if you think this is not coming to us, it is, it is absolutely coming to us. This is a test case. They're trying it up there. We're going to try it later. Like, let's stop being cowards. Otherwise, we're going to be saying to our guards, we're going to be saying to the secularists, hey, we're not like those fundamentalists as we're backing our way onto the boxcar. This is... And... and we need to well, stand up. I do, I do believe that the there is an element to which the cowardice that was shown by many pastors over um, the arrest of their brothers over wanting to meet is being judged by making their arrest possible. Because yep. even, even the most cowardly pastors I've heard that are still trying to be biblical will say homosexuality isn't some super sin. It's not, it, it's, it, it, it's not, um, um, uh, it's, it's, uh, not the only, the only sin that matters or any worse than any other sin. Um, but it is, not God's best plan for your life. That's that's typically the that's typically the the weasel way out. Um, in uh, of of guys that are trying to be biblical that I've heard. Um, and this criminalizes that. Yeah. Because you're saying it's <laughs> you're saying it's um, that that homosexuality and certainly transgenderism that they're not God's best plan for your life. Yeah. So I, I do believe, I do believe that, that this is a judgment of God on, on cowardly pastors. Yeah. Um, when, when, uh, when 
you uh, quietly in your mind edited um, the scriptures to say, uh, um, pay no attention to those in prison because um, mm-hmm. you'll never be in there with them uh, because you're not that kind of Christian. Um, when, uh, um, when, when really you, you should have been uh, getting a good measure of the place because, um, uh, and, um, and so I think, I think this does require mass repentance from the clergy in this country. I believe this is that, that the passage of this law is a call to mass repentance from the clergy in this country. I am encouraged by the extent to which I have seen some of that. One of the reasons we're doing this today is because um, Canadian and American pastors have have organized today. This is the mm-hmm. the second Sunday that this law has been enforced. Have organized today to preach about biblical sexuality today, and and we wanted to stand in solidarity. Um, That's right with them. And let me just let me just say because it is illegal to advertise sex. So. If you are in Canada, come and find me and and I will I will talk to you about um, the uh, how gender expression that conforms this your sex assigned to you by God long before you were born is to be preferred over <laughs> other sexual orientations, gender identities and gender expressions. So I've now advertised this. This podcast is now illegal in Canada. <laughs> oh boy oh Come and boy. find me <laughs> oh boy um, and that's how i became uh, a solo podcast <laughs> anarchist anarchist bible study at gmail.com <laughs> is a good place good yeah. place to find me now um, yeah it's true uh we got to get to another thing that we've got planned to get to, uh, to get to tonight um before we hop off i want to make one take one shot at Libertine Libertarians. And I'm just going to make it a parting shot. I'm just going to make a statement. Why left Libertarians and culturally left Libertarians? Why is it that when the government finally gets around to making a law on sexuality, is it this one? Why is it if if what you really think that that liberty is to be found by doing whatever you want by supporting any kind of lifestyle by being pro LGBT by saying uh, <laughs> we decry bigotry as repugnant and and that's the only thing that apparently you can say why do you think that the state makes it illegal to say anything about uh, uh, t- makes it illegal to encourage someone to go the other direction. Like I said before, Christians need to understand they've been played. But I want to say the same thing to you, Libertine Libertarian. You're being played. You think that this is the way to liberty? This is the way to chaos, and they know it. And what happens in chaos? What is chaos an opportunity for? As as the book th- series that will never end, and I've only heard this quote, but it's a great quote. Chaos is a ladder. <laughs> mm. Chaos is the way that they will jump to the top. Chaos is intentional, and it is for the purpose of gathering power. 
for the state. You know how I know that I'm right when I say that family-based society is the way to liberty? A, oh, I'm going to say the word, patriarchal society is the way to ultimate liberty? It's because the ones who want to take power from you are most against it. These are almost, okay, you know as well as I do, these are all mostly white men, right? So why aren't they for patriarchy? Although, although you might be surprised how many of the pastors in, uh, in Canada um, who are willing to stand up on this are not white men. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, in the big city. So I can speak more to in it out in the, out in the, out in the sticks. Absolutely. Almost exclusively white men. Right. Um, but because that's what lives out in the stick, but in the big cities, um, Christianity is um remarkably colorful in this country <laughs> and the and the clergy is and especially the orthodox clergy yeah. but small o orthodox <laughs> um oh, sorry clergy. i want to I clarify i mean the authorities oh i'm so sorry yes. the authorities sorry. who are pushing these laws are mostly yes, white are mostly straight white people yes why do you think that is yes. yeah hmm? Yeah. We're being played, the prime, friends. The prime minister, the prime minister, the justice minister, the justice minister who had to replace an indigenous woman um, <laughs> as justice minister because she had an ounce of courage in her body <laughs> and was not willing to break the law for the prime minister, by the way. Um, the, the, hmm. So the white male justice minister who had to replace an indigenous woman um, who got tossed out on her not ear, following the white guy. Yeah. Uh, well, he's he's he he's been white at least every time he's walked into Parliament. We haven't had any of those issues um, <laughs> in Parliament specifically. Oh boy. <laughs> Anywho, but, but, yeah. But uh, yes, and then and then um, as you as you might imagine, um, uh, our Senate, your senator for light, well. Uh, Senator till you're 75. Um, uh, so as you might imagine, um, our Senate is almost exclusively old white men um, who are, yes, of course, straight. So and cisgendered. Um, and and so. Uh, uh, so, yes, this was this was pulled off overwhelmingly by white men. Um, and uh, and yes, I will not be surprised um, if the first person thrown in the clink for it mm -hmm. is Nigerian. Mm -hmm. I will be surprised if it's not a man. Um, but, I, <laughs> but, I, but, uh, um, I, because, uh, it, it is, um, uh, the, the faithful Christian clergy in this country, um, are, uh, are very largely, here because they believed they could find religious freedom here. And, and it is such an absurd betrayal of those people mm -hmm. to have them come to this country as a land of freedom, promising them that this would be a place where they could escape persecution mm -hmm. and for them to find it here too. Well, 
Uh, we're gonna call the, we're gonna call this to an end because it's already gone longer than I expected it to. Uh, which <laughs> what was I thinking? Um, but now is as good a time as ever to tell you that we'll be uh, we'll be setting up an Odyssey channel soon <laughs> and probably moving our content over there. Uh, I've started working on it, uh, but we'll. Uh, since this video probably nuked our channel. Anywho, uh, we're, we're, uh, I just wanted to make this quick video in, in support of all those, uh, the, I, I did, you know, I, I decry the cowardice so often that I don't ever want to be the one who is being a coward. And so, um, we're doing, I just wanted to lend my voice, lend our voice, um, to the, to the chorus and, um, maybe encourage our, small audience to be brave to to stand um because the truth is small battles there i don't think there's anything any such thing as a small battle anymore they're all they're all big battles now because every inch is being taken a mile so stand stand for the truth and uh and and god God bless and God's protection to all of our brothers and sisters doing um, pulpit ministry in Canada. Um, the only thing I don't, I, I just hope that the people hate this law so much that there's a mass repentance and mass hatred of this law so much that the people can't, that the government can't enforce it, but we'll see. <laughs> Anywho, um, Please join us again and um Wednesday uh for our next episode which we're about to record now. It's going to be a good one. Um and, uh, but we need to get to it. So uh thanks again for joining us. Join us again next time when we take Anarchy to Church here on the Anarchist Bible Study. Grace and peace. Grace and peace and courage. And courage. <laughs>